Narissa for sharing. We, we mean that and we, uh, we appreciate that. Um, and of course, faithful uh, Kevin. And of course, Eddie is right there. <laughs> so, we, um, we're going to deal with one verse this morning. <laughs> uh, it's a verse that we're familiar with. It's, it's a verse that if we start taking this bad rascal apart, trust me, it would take 10 weeks. 10 weeks. It's not a long verse. The moment we start, start reading it, uh, then you'll find that it's a verse that I think that will, um, I trust that you'll never see it again the way you've been reading it. Let's bow in prayer. Father God, as we um, approach your word this morning, may we not, since this as old, another message and, and go into the whole routine of Sunday morning, et cetera, et cetera, may it be a moment where we just take a moment just to let you speak to our hearts. Thank you for all that you have shared with me this morning and through the course of this week. And there's so much, Lord, and so much information that um, there's nowhere in the world, but um, I'm going to just keep it to where it should be and, and stop. But I just pray, Lord, that you speak to the hearts. Help us understand you mean business. And that you are a wonderful God. So open our hearts, open our ears. And anything that Satan will do, Lord, to block it, we pray, Lord, that you, you stop it right now. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, Amen. Abiding in the inner circle, part three. We've been talking about abiding in the inner circle, abiding in the inner circle. Well, we're going to move just, just still abiding in the inner circle. And, um, and so I think that it's important that we talk about something we're dealing with with Hebrews 11:6 many of you should know it by heart uh, if not you should know it this morning by heart um, and it's blessed are and the subtitle is blessed are the seekers blessed are the what when we look at this verse I want you to understand that God is saying, if you understand everything I say to you in this verse and not go into your little shell, you will become a seeker. And when you become a seeker, when you really get the picture, I will be a blessing to you. It will be the first fruits to all the things that will be happening in your life. I'm not saying that everything will be a blessing and that you'll be walking on cloud nine, but you'll be so focused that even in your darkest valley, you'll be like a Job that says, Yea, though he, he um, slay me what? Yet shall I trust him. So, 
then we'll uh, now look at the verse. And the verse says this. Let's read it together. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You see the imperatives there. You see the verse, your verbs there. You see the, um, the, um, um, the adverbs that reinforces the verbs and everything else. You see all of this involved here. We'll work this verse out. But what I want you to see, you, many of us, who have not read this verse before? Okay. All I'm simply says, uh, we basically have read this before. And when this verse came, I said, at the beginning of the week, beginning of the week, um, and I said, I said, Lord, I said, wow, just this, just this verse? And then he started walking me through it. So let me begin to uh, uh, unwrap this bad, bad rascal. Which one of these statements best describes you? Okay, are you ready? <laughs> I won't rush through it. Ready? Here we go. First one, I think I have faith. Next, I know I have faith. Next, I feel that I have faith. Next, I'm not sure I have faith. All of us are in one of those categories. You're not, you're not obligated to raise your hand or anything like that, but you're in that category. <laughs> and in your inner person is grabbing you by the collar and saying, you know which one you are. So you may as well own up to it now. Bust it this morning. Either you know you have faith. I think I have faith. I feel that I have faith. I, I am not sure I have faith. And you have folks going to church and have been going to church for 25 and 30 years and still don't know. They're going through all of the rituals and everything else, and they're going to get before the Lord. And the Lord says, there's coming a time when folks can come before me and say, Lord, didn't I do all of these things? And he said, I never knew you. I never knew you. There was never a time. They're going to, the Lord, it's bad enough to be busted out by your best friend. But what happens when the God of heaven says, I never knew you? That means that you have wasted your whole life for all that you were doing for nothing. And now you go into eternity. All because so much pride, you would not answer that question. Be honest with that question so that God can really bless you. You will not become a seeker. And so God will not bless seekers who are not, individuals who are not seekers. Everybody with me so far? Yeah. <laughs> All right, good, good. All right, so I do not have faith. Oh, I, I, I should have put that up there. So we got five then. I do not have, but that's being honest, isn't it? And now we should have everybody in the room. I think, I know, I feel, I'm not sure, and then I do not have faith. I'd rather have a person say, I do not have faith. And talk with them. I can't convince you. Listen. I can't convince any of you 
to have faith. I can't give it to you, and you cannot find it. The only way that you can get faith is that God has to give it to you. And if God doesn't give it to you, you won't get it. And if you don't get it, you're in serious trouble. So, there's an undeniable character trait about a person who is a part of God's family. They are possessors of faith. We must embrace and express, express this faith in God for the rest of our life. I believe that everyone who have, have a faith a, a genuine faith in God are seekers. Blessed are the seekers. Blessed are you who really have faith in God. Really. Have faith in God. Um, in the course, defining the term. A seeker is a person who have been chosen by God before the foundation of the world and given the faith, the faith to believe and live with the intentions of always pleasing him. That's a seeker. Am I a seeker? Thinking it through. There are three things we must uh, value and guard. The Hebrew writer penned it, in, uh, in, uh, it this way. Ready? Number one. I must embrace the undeniable requirement for faith. We must, we must uh, embrace the eternal truth about God's existence. And we must embrace the fact that his rewards are only given to who? Seekers. Seekers. No one else. Anyone else, I don't care how, what all you're doing, um, whether you're giving your money away or whether you're becoming a martyr, whatever the case may be, God is saying, matter of fact, you'll find this in Isaiah says, all your works of righteousness are what? Filthy rags. God says, everything you're doing is not worth a dime. And so I think it's very important then that we uh, must embrace the undeniable uh, requirement for faith. We must embrace the eternal truth about God's existence. We must embrace the fact that his rewards are only given to seekers. And so we'll just take them one by one. And uh, trust me, I will not over, uh, be overburdening uh, to you in this area. So let's, let's start off. They must embrace the undeniable requirement. So when we talk about the undeniable requirement, behold, it says, uh, without faith it is impossible to please him. Behold, his soul is puffed up. It is not upright within, within him. But the righteous shall what? Faith. Habakkuk. Romans 1.17. For in its righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by what? Galatians 3.11, what does it say? Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law, for the righteous shall live by faith. 
And when, when I was going over this whole idea of faith, all of a sudden God gave me a, a text of scripture where you, you remember the story of the, of the lady uh, who was bleeding for what, about eight years or more. And uh, 12 years, I'm sorry, 12 years. And for 12 years, she'd been bleeding and she used all of her money and everything else. And, and, she, and she realized that Jesus was in the area. Um, she was unclean and according to the law and everything else, supposed to be uh, more make it clear that she was. But, but she said, but listen, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, folks can think whatever they want. But listen, if I can, if I can just get to him, <laughs> I don't, he don't need to look at me. If I can just touch his garment, I don't care what all the other folks think about me. I don't care what they say about me. I'm going to get a touch in today. She made her way through the crowd. And while Jesus getting ready to help Jairus, or Jairus as they call it, either way you want to say it. As Jesus getting ready to help him, here she goes and she touched him. Now I want you to hear what Jesus said. First he said, who touched me? He had to help her. Had, had, she had she touched him and she got healed, then, then she would got the healing thinking that she got, you know, that, that God healed her, praise the Lord for that, et cetera, et cetera. But to know that when I touched him, he knew I touched him and he approved of it. So therefore, he said, who touched me? And she, she's afraid and she said, Lord, I touched you. Listen to what the Lord said. He usually always says woman, right? He said, daughter, your faith have made you whole. Go in peace. Now, now, now let's unwrap this. When he said daughter, remember the four things. I've always told you the four things is very important for an individual. Acknowledgement, affection, approval, and attention. What is it? Acknowledgement, affection, approval, and attention. When, when Jesus turned around, after her being, it's one thing to be healed. But for her, for him to say to, to her, not woman, but daughter. Says, says, your faith. It was acknowledgement, affection, approval, and attention. And the whole idea was this. That when she received all of that, she walked away from there far more blessed when Jesus turned around. Yes. She touched him. But it was all based on her faith. Yes. Her faith. And God says, record this. And those who study my word will see that it's more than just a woman being healed. It was her faith that drove her. And the faith in the first fruits was to just to touch the hem of the garment. And once the first fruit, once she touched the garment, so I got it from here. <laughs> but you don't have to worry about paying anybody else. You don't have to worry about any more doctors. I got this. And it reinforces the fact that without faith, it is impossible to please God. And God is saying, each one of you that I have called into my family, you don't have to see immediate results right away. You just have to trust in the person who can bring the results. 
you can you can talk to your friends and they say, Child, I'll pray for you and you know, I have an aunt who's gone through what you're going to do and you know, they give you those uh, those colloqu uh, those uh, little, little, little terms and everything else. But really they can't do anything for you. They're not honest enough to say I honest enough to say, Well, you know, I, I can't do anything for you. At least they can just pray or just keep quiet. Sometimes the greatest blessing is just keep your mouth shut. Let the person just vent, uh, give them a hug. Say, I, I don't have anything to say to you right now, but let you know that I, uh, I'll be praying for you. And then just walk out the room. You don't need theologians and anything else. Just shut up. You know? And so we, we find that even here we find that faith, okay. Uh, oh, well, let me go on. There are several benefits of faith. How many? At least, you know, there, there, are, there are many more, but at least let me just kind of throw these out here for you, little nuggets out here. The, the first one is the Holy Spirit is freed up to do his work in our life. Don't, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to do a lot. Understand, remember, he's the paraclete. He's the one who's walking alongside us, our instructor. He's, he's praying our intercession and everything else. You grieve the Holy Spirit when you don't have faith. The next is, the fruit of the Spirit will become a way of life. Oh, by the way, whenever you have a chance, here's what the Lord brought to my heart. And I want to I challenge you to go back through it. You remember uh, uh, 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, and the love chapter? And it says, love is this, and love is that, and love is that. Take love out of there for a moment, Okay? Lead it out for a while. Now, in this place put Christ. Christ believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. You know, Christ is not puffed up, not quickly angered. Say Christ. You go back over there and say Christ. And, and then I want you to take the, the litmus test. Ask yourself. Am I? Am I Christ-like? Then that's your homework assignment. Because to follow Christ and to be Christ-like means you're following 1 Corinthians 13. And if you have the fruit of the Spirit, then there are some hard situations you're going through that will make you cry. There are times you feel like giving up, but you won't give up because you know that's not it. That's not the answer. And you hang in there anyhow. Our perception and approach to life and its challenges will establish lasting results. We begin to look at life from a different perspective. When it comes to our past, we will not label all of, the, all of the negative things. It's just that the experiences that God has given me, I will label it another thing that helped me to be a better person than I am now. Understand, God will judge. Repeat with me. God will judge all evil. God has to judge. This is station identification. God has to judge all evil, but here's the reason why. 
if a person, that's, that's why you have our, a police force and all of the others. Here's why God has to judge evil. If you don't stop evil, it will spread. As simple as that. You got, got the whole, whole idea? If you have a person who's doing drugs, you see, if you don't stop that person, they'll go to a school and start, start giving drugs and everything else to the kids at school. Then you get the school all hooked on it and everything else. You think it'll stop there? So the arm said it this. So how do you do it? You stop it. That's why God had to bring judgment. God's why God's going to bring judgment on America. It's, it's becoming an evil uh, country. It's it have disavowed God. It says, I don't want it. And God says, okay. Then I have to stop you because you're affecting the future. Nations have been destroyed because God says, I don't want this infection to spread. The Ebola virus and everything else. Why do you think it was destroyed? It don't want, it don't, we don't want it to spread. What he wants us to spread is love. And we're responsible for sure sharing that. And some of us are guilty of, I don't think I love that person, you know. I'm going to hold it. God said, no, 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 no. You are not the destructive factor. You are the seed for joy and peace. I destroyed all this mess that you be afresh. It will totally immune us from the world that is trying to define us. It will become, we will become in Christ a formidable force against the world, the flesh, and the devil. When we have faith in God, and I'll, we can just go scripture after scripture after scripture. And that's why you have it in, in uh, Hebrews 11 chapter. Hebrews 11 chapter have all, all the words by faith, by faith. See, this, this is a preface of all the things that they, he's going to start listing by faith. And the listening by faith, he says, they did this, they did this. He said they were sawed asunder. They walked, they walked around, you know, uh, they were in caves and everything else. Said, but they still held on to their faith. Tossed to lions. But they still held on. Do you have faith? Then... Tell me, how can a person have faith become discouraged? You tell me. I'm not judging. How can a person who has faith become discouraged? Remember the song, Why Should I Feel Discouraged? Why Should the Shadow Comes? He's talking about my eye, his eyes are on the sparrow. And I know that he watches me. Therefore, I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. His eyes are on the sparrow. And I know, not think, not feel, I know he watches me. L-R-O-E sees 
I know he sees me where I'm at and what I'm going through with my frustration. I know. We must embrace the eternal truth about God's existence. Remember, the three things. First, the first thing is you have to have faith. The next thing is your belief system. God gave you the faith. Now he says, you must believe. There's some only believe, only believe. Only, all things are possible if you only what? Believe. And so in this whole idea of believing, it says Hebrews, by faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are invisible. By faith. They have this uh, ethical culture and religious humanist uh, groups first formed in the United States from a former Unitarian ministers who do not, be, uh, uh, not believing in God sought to build a secular religion influenced on the thinking of French uh, a philosopher, I think it's Auguste Comte or something like that. This individual, and um, that's where you have the humanist um, uh, manifesto. The humanist manifesto, you have to understand, and, and I, I didn't want to spend a whole lot of time on it, it began to break out its agenda against the church. And the group that, that is beginning to move through that and all of the other groups that goes behind this, go to the first thing is, the first thing you do is get rid of God. If you're going to talk about a God, it's not a he, it's a she, it's a... And so what happens is they see, they're in there, and by this they're saying, we don't believe. And where there's no belief, there is no faith. And where there's no faith, there is no peace. And where there's no peace, there's no foundation. So if you choose to follow these folks, that's what you're giving up. Do you think God's going to stop that? You see, Donald, that's philosophical. Oh, then check out what Romans says. He says, it got to a point where God says, and God gave them up. I was seeing a, a documentary on Pompeii and why it was, and it was uh, the destruction of Pompeii. It was a wicked, it was so wicked that the man could not take you into the cave to show you what they had in there. He said, Although I'm doing this show, he said, I cannot take you into the cave. I cannot show you what's on that wall and what those people were doing. He said, but God had to shut down that evil, and God shut it down. Solomon Gomorrah, God shut it down. He said, I will not let it spread anymore. When God, you, when, you, when I told you about reading uh, Deuteronomy, when God promised Abraham, uh, about the, the land. He said, There's, he said, the Canaanites, what have you, he says, their time is not up yet. But when it was their time was up, he said to the Jews, he said, I want you to kill all of them. Don't leave a child. Don't leave animal. Don't leave anything. Kill everything. Kill it. And the Jews disobey God. 
It said, and if you, it said, if you leave it alive, it says it's going to get into your group and mess you up. Because you see, belief and disbelief cannot coexist at the same time. That's why you cannot, you cannot, especially those who are not married yet, don't marry an unsaved person. I don't care how good their rap or how pretty that person is, don't believe that mess. They are lying. Satan is a liar and they are Satan's child. Listen carefully, they will flip on you. You have no foundation, you have no guarantee. There is nothing. To those of you who are married, I don't care what the extent of your marriage had been. I don't, I don't care what it is. If you want a great marriage, you get back to God and do what he told you to do. Did this uh, go out on me or what? Oh, I touched, okay. I touched it. It was me. Uh, you want this? I mean, just do what he tells you to do. That is so important. So important. Well, let's let's move on. It says, um, "The fool have said in his heart, what? So when you hear a person say, there is no God.' But understand you. This is this take that person that autograph. So praise the Lord. The Bible been talking about you. And it, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Bible says. Matter of fact. A proverbs hold a whole lot about you too. And what's that? It says a fool have said in his heart, there is no God. And understand a fool is not stupid. They are educated fools. They're smart fools. They're arrogant fools. You have a lot of, uh, you have some, uh, uh, a lot of folks who are fools. It says a fool have said in their heart, there is no God. And it knows what it says. They are what? Corrupt. And they do abominable deeds. There is none that does good. Look out for a fool. And, and a lot of times, you know, uh, when, when I visit Facebook, and have, a lot of times individuals quote the quote of fools. And, and, and it sounds good. Just follow the trail. The philosophy is so twisted, it's pathetic. How do I know it's the seed of a fool? It always talk about the me, about the my. That's, that's the human thinking. It's, it's talking about the me and the my. It's always the self-focus, that ingrown eyeball. And the Lord says, no, you must believe in God. Our God is the only one who's able to speak. This sets him apart from all other gods that are proclaimed and worshipped. Do you know of anybody else's God that can talk? Oh, they say, my God, I've been around a long time. My God, this, my God. Our God is the only one that can speak. And our God probably has spoken to your heart even today. Oh, it's not a loud voice. It can be a soft voice, but he still speaks. 
And a speaking God is a living God. Any God that cannot speak is dead. Number three, we must embrace the fact that his rewards are only given to who? Seekers. If you believe him, first you trust him. Understand now, the faith is given to you. The belief, you're going to grow in that. There are, t- there are times when, um, when you're going to stumble, and, and the disciples stumble at times. You're going to stumble. The Lord knows that. That's, the Lord knows your level of growth. He knows that some believers are in their diapers. Some have been in their diapers too long, you know. Uh, matter of fact, shouldn't have been that they, they're trying to wear the training, but you don't need training pants. You should be ready to go by now. But they, 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 and God is so patient because, you know, love, he's long-suffering. So he knows where you are. He knows you're struggling. He knows. But you know what? You don't get satisfied where you are. You make up your mind. Thank you, Lord. I know who I am. I'm a seeker. And a seeker has its credential. Number one, God gave me the faith. And the faith enabled me to believe. Oh, did I mention the fact that with this faith, and the Lord made this very clear to me. When you read First, first Corinthians 13 chapter, it's, it ends on this, note, on this note concerning faith. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is what? Love. love. He said because faith and hope will be done away with. Which means what? Faith and hope is not an eternal thing. Faith and hope is only physical for a physical world. God has given us faith and hope to operate right now to do what we're supposed to do. That's what faith and hope is all about. Once we pass from this life to the other, you don't need faith and hope. Everything is quite obvious. Angels never needed faith or hope. Only us. So use it well. Use your tool well. And when you use your tool well, God says, you prove that you are a seeker. And so you now move to that next level of being a seeker. And he rewards those who diligently. Uh, I, a, I was using the ESV, and it took out diligent. I said, nah. So I, I backed up and looked at it. Look at the, uh, uh, the new, uh, uh, the, 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 uh, new uh, English version. And it says this, um, and it says diligent, put it in the diligent. That's, it. That's what I'm looking for. King James, all that says diligent. I like the word diligently, that, that adverb to express the, the verb. Diligently seek him. Consider these qualities and, and uh, identify uh, those that you need to seriously work on. They are serious. They are obedient. They are committed. They are focused. They are available. They revere him for who he is and not what he has. They trust him. 
they follow him. My sheep hear my voice and they do what? They follow me. I, uh, when I was in the service, um, that verse really came clear when I was in the chaplain's office. I was a chaplain assistant, or better known as a, a secretary. And uh, I got up from the uh, desk there and uh, looked out the windows early in the morning. And uh, in Germany, they had these, these farmers come all across the grass and everything else. And um, uh, these shepherds, rather. And as the shepherd went across the grass, I had all these sheep. And this one shepherd went across our grass with all his sheep. And uh, it seems like they were just wandering, but he made a certain sound that you can see the, the, the pattern of the sheep. It, it, they weren't just, just, all just, they just, they just, you could see the pattern. And they, they followed the shepherd. And when I saw the sheep following the shepherd, here's when the verse came to me. My sheep hear my voice, and they what? Follow me. You can't hear if you don't have faith. You can't hear if you don't believe. You become serious. You become obedient. You become committed. You become focused. You become available. They revere him for who he is and not for what he has. They trust him. They follow him. I, I cringe when individuals say, no, you, uh, you name it and claim it, and, and you tell God what you're doing, and tell God this, and speak it like it's, and God says, excuse me, <laughs> do, you, uh, do, you not, do I look like a connoisseur, or uh, a bellhop, or a butler, do I look like any of those? You got your people mixed up. I like Sister, I like Sister Tucker when she said that. You, you really have your people mixed up. I'm a person that you follow me. I'm not following you. You get a program going and then you say, blessed Lord. I'm not blessing anything. You should, in all that ways, acknowledge me and I'll direct your path. Uh, then you know it's blessed. Get something, get something going and then ask me to bless it. I'll bless it if you're in my plan. So I trust that this, and then of course, they listen to him. They listen to him. Are you listening to God? All of the struggles that I've been hearing through the course of the week, all the things that I've been seeing, the seed has been individuals who say they know God and still not doing the things that they know God says is wrong. How, 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 do, how do you address that? What do you say to that? The only thing you can say is, obey God. When you can make up your mind to obey God, then I can talk to you. Other than that, I can't, I can't talk to a disobedient person. Because you're going to keep coming up with these excuses. And then blame shifting and everything. Else. I can't talk to a disobedient person. So it's so important that we get to that point. How do I know that I'm walking with the Lord? The, the fruit of the Spirit keeps me from having a complaining spirit. The things I say will not be derogatory. I start watching my mouth. Remember? First Corinthians, I mean, First Corinthians first, we put Christ in there. 
And if I'm following Christ, everything that says about, about in 1 Corinthians, then I am following him. We call it the fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. You know, against such there is no law, but it believes all things, hopes all things, endure all things. It talks about all of that. You put Galatians and, and 1 Corinthians together, and boy, well, you've been very patient. One last thing. There's still time to be all that he has been, has been purposed for our life, that has been purposed for our life. Let's begin to put first things first. Ecclesiastes 12.1. Many of us know the verse. Remember now your creator in the days of your, your youth before the different days come and the years draw near when you say, I have no pleasure in them. Remember now. Remember now. If you remember now, you won't regret later. Whatever you remember, remember now, whatever you practice now, you'll rejoice. Because God's reward, those you have blessed, it will come back to you. You know, Jesus was talking about the whole idea of and following him that, that not only said in, uh, in the life to come, but in this life, a hundredfold. When you follow me, he says, he was telling his disciples, you'll be blessed a hundredfold in this life. So my, my challenge to you is, if you have problems, the Lord says, here's what you do with your problems. Cast all your cares upon him because he what? Cares for you. Be obedient and do it. If you're not going to do it, then why are you sharing something that you're not going to do? I'm talking to a disobedient child. Do it. Then I, then I ask the question, why won't you do it? You know, some people, and I close on this note, some people just love to be miserable. They just love to complain. The guy sat at the dinner table, and he was always complaining. Always, always complain. And he, was, and he had his hands in his head. And they said, well, what's the matter now? I says, your wife is sick? No. Um, they went over the whole list. He said, no, that's right. He said, everything's going fine. He said, then what is your problem? He says, I don't have anything to complain about. <laughs> you know that's bad, don't you? God help us. That we're not addicted. We're not addicted. Well, let's bow in prayer. Lord, I pray right now for our congregation that we take Hebrews and we understand what the Hebrew writer was, writer was saying as he was writing to the to, to the Hebrew audience as the individual dealing with the law and everything else. He was letting them know that without faith, it is impossible to please God. I pray right now, Lord, that you will be with our congregation, be with each one of us, Lord, and help us to really trust you. 
believe you. Act on that. If we say we are believers, then Lord, help us today to start living like it. And anything that is, is not pleasing to you, help us to clean it up right now. Right now. Thank you for what you're going to do. Great is your faithfulness. We'll be careful to give you the praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. And all the saints said, Amen. Amen.